coming up on Philosophy Talk. The surf is up. The sun is out. Summer is on. It's our annual summer reading show. Fiction. Nonfiction. Philosophical titles. That novel you can't put down. Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. Read by Ellen DeGeneres. What better way to spend a summer evening than curled up with a good philosophy book? Bathe in the summer sun as you while away the hours exploring the upper reaches of philosophical thought. He grabs me suddenly and yanks me up against him. One hand at my back holding me to him and the other hand... Oh my God, I'm not going to say that. What book should thoughtful people be reading this summer? Is it okay if I, I paraphrase so that I don't say the exact words, that? I, but it's just more like... I'm going to put it in my own words. This summer... Tend to the gardens of your mind by reading a good philosophy book or two. Thank God there are no pictures in here. This is... It's a philosophical summer reading list. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're in San Francisco. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW. Continuing conversations that begin on the Stanford campus at Philosopher's Corner, where Ken and I teach. Today, our seventh annual summer reading show. Every year, with the help of some distinguished guests and with the help of you, our listeners, we compile a philosophical summer reading list. You know, I have to admit, John, I start out with the best of intentions every single summer, but my reading list often turns out to be more aspirational than actual. Well, can you better set your aspirations really high this year? Our listeners nominated over 80 different titles for our list. 80 titles? I'll never get through 80 books this summer. Well, we won't even get through 80 titles on this show, but it just shows what voracious and ambitious readers our listeners are. And even the books we will get to run the gamut, John, from baseball and whaling to the psychology of testimony and the history of violence with a stop or two for pure philosophy along the way. So let's get started. And what better way than with our roving philosophical reporter, Caitlin Esch? We sent her to the beach, where she found out what people in bathing suits and sunglasses are really reading. She files this report. A few weeks ago, I was sitting in the shade on a beach in Northern California, switching off between Stacey Schiff's incredible biography of Cleopatra and the New York Times ebook bestseller, Fifty Shades of Grey. Cleopatra meticulously traces the life of a woman we're still talking about 2,000 years later. She came to power at the age of 18 during the decline of an empire. She married two of her brothers and then had them killed. Fifty Shades of Grey, on the other hand, is a poorly written erotic novel. It's been described as the Lady Chatterley's lover of 2012. The book is surprisingly popular, but it's racy, and some libraries across the country are even refusing to carry it. It got me wondering, what are other people on the beach reading? Turns out they're reading memoirs by the TV executive behind the Real Housewives franchise. It's called Most Talkative by Andy Cohen. They're reading do-it-yourself manuals. I'm reading a, a book called How to Restore Your Dotson Z Car, and it's a restoration how-to book. Romance paperbacks, of course. A book by Robin Carr called Redwood Bend. And young adult smash hits. I am at Simpson Beach reading Catching Fire. It's the second book of The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, of course, is a wildly popular trilogy by Suzanne Collins. It's about a young woman who navigates the life of poverty, violence, and unexpected fame in the post-apocalyptic country of Pan Am. I'm only 24 pages in, but it's really good. It's really easy to imagine this world that doesn't really exist, but we can all try and compare at different places, you know, not agreeing with the government or falling in love with maybe two people at the same time. It 
certain people, especially like my age, I'm 19, we can agree with some things that she says and kind of relate to it. Then there were a few surprises. I'm reading In the Garden of Beasts by Eric Lawson. This young mother of twin boys hired a babysitter so she could sit on the beach and read a book that chronicles Hitler's first year in power. The book tells the tale of William Dodd, whom FDR appointed ambassador to Nazi Germany in 1933. Dodd brings along his wife, son, and party girl daughter. The family lives life amidst the backdrop of growing terror and oppression. I studied kind of totalitarian regimes when I was in college, and I always think it's interesting kind of the psychological study of it how the everyday life um, can yield to authoritarianism. Farther down the beach, there was a woman sitting against a piece of driftwood while her friends were surfing. I'm not surfing because I'm seven months pregnant. I am reading an erotic memoir by Tony Bentley called Surrender. The Surrender is in the style of extreme female confessions. It's about a former ballerina who gives herself up to sexual taboos and writes about it graphically. Which I just think is very interesting premise for a book. And so does the New York Times because it was a notable book of the year. That should give you a few ideas of what to read this summer. Perhaps not the most philosophical, but certainly beach-worthy. I'm Caitlin Esch. Now back to John and Ken and Philosophy Talk. Thanks, Caitlin. Ken, it looks like according to Caitlin, it's our job to get philosophy read on the beach this summer. It's not going to happen without us. I'm John Perry. By my side, Ken Taylor, my fellow philosopher from Stanford University. To hear the rest of this program, head to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking.